How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is the hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. At the bottom of this hour, we've got uh, Blaine Holt, Brigadier General, retired of the U.S. Air Force, Combat C-17 Commander. We're going to be talking about the uh, Israeli-Hamas war. I uh, had the chance to meet Blaine uh, last year in New York, and he is a real deal. He is uh, excellent. So uh, his expertise is going to be happening at the uh, bottom of the hour on the on the show. I didn't play. Yesterday, uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Morocas is a useless tool who should be either parked on a cathedral as a gargoyle or going after the precious. Uh, That said, he appeared uh, before Congress and he would not commit to revoking visas and deporting foreign students participating in pro-Hamas rallies on college campuses against the United States. Yeah, who committed all the terrorist attacks on 9-11? They were uh, students with overstayed visas. So there's that. I didn't do the mic drop yesterday. Uh, uh, Mayorkas was being quizzed by Holly. What about people who say Holly, things like... Holly decided to... Sorry about that. Holly decided to ask him about people who post stuff that's violent on, uh, on the interweb. And, uh, and he got it. He caught him. He caught the, uh, the uh, secretary. Listen to this. On October the 7th. It's really good. F Israel. Mm-hmm. Cleaning up the language Who would write that? F Israel, what? the government and its military. Trump supporter. Are you ready for your downfall? Probably a MAGA supporter. People who say things like F Israel and any Jew who supports Israel. Oh, no, those are left. May your conscience yeah. haunt your dreams until your last breath. Palestine will be free one day. F apartheid Israel and is any Israeli. What, this is pretty extreme rhetoric, don't you think? Senator, um, I do, and I think there is a distinction between espousing or endorsing terrorism. This is where he descends into uh, psychobabble and faculty lounge gobbledygook. But wait for the mic drop from Holly, because it's exquisite. It's ideology and uh, speech uh, that is uh, odious, that does not rise to that. Speech that's odious. That means it's bad. Um, level. Fair enough. This person works for you. Oh, hello. What? This is what? Nuja what? Ali. An employee of the Department of Homeland Security <laughs> wow. who posted these comments yeah. on October the 7th. That's not all she posted. 
Yeah, there you go. That's that's a, it works for him. Works for the DHS director, the guy who is in charge of our homeland security, who has opened the southern border to millions of illegals, uh, not only people who are not screened for health problems, but also screened for being terrorists. Here's the big rap from uh, from uh, Josh Hawley yesterday with this uh, moron. So I think the American people deserve to know, has, has she admitted contrary to law, individuals who should not be in this country or denied Jewish refugees whose genocide she's advocating. Oh yeah, there's that. Asylum that they deserve. You're not going to you're not going to tell she us. She might have kept Jews out who were trying to escape being killed. What this person's done, are you conducting review of her cases at least? It's like turning away a ship in New York Harbor like they did in World War II. Senator, as I have said over and over again, I cannot speak to an ongoing You said that she will not. Matter. I can't believe that. Here she- he goes. It's an ongoing whatever. Now, normally it's an ongoing investigation. They keep investigations lasting forever because you can't ask questions about them because they're ongoing investigations, you see. Do you see a pattern here? You would come to this committee knowing this. You know about this. I've written to you about it. You know all about it. And you come here unwilling to answer and suggest that it is wrong of me to ask you the question. Quite frankly, Mr. Secretary, I think that your performance is despicable. And I think the fact that you are not willing to provide answers to this committee is absolutely atrocious. I love it. A little mic drop action there from from Josh Hawley yesterday with, again, uh, Alejandro Mallorca's. He doesn't feel uh, any sort of of shame because he has none. And and I do believe, and I do believe that uh, he's the enemy of the state. I, I do. It should be fairly obvious to you at this point. He's not just... He's not just uh, incompetent. He is an enemy of the state. <sighs> I want to mention, uh, we're going to move on to other stuff here. The reason why I'm, I'm talking about it, it's important. Okay, this is it. This is uh, existential threat country. And, uh, and when I see, like, uh, stars of David going up on Jewish businesses in France, and I see all of the crap that's happened in our country just the last three weeks, let alone the last three years, this is pretty important stuff. Uh, this is... Um, Yesterday, Christopher Wray, the uh, the director of the FBI, came before Congress after uh, pursuing Trump supporters and people who uh, go to Catholic Mass and people who oppose CRT. And literally, they've gone after parents who opposed uh, critical race theory in school. They went to school board meetings in Fairfax, Virginia, wrote down license plate numbers and questioned people. That's what your intelligence officials have been doing the last three years. And now yesterday, here's Chris Ray coming yesterday in front of everybody warning Americans of a possible foreign terror attack. And it's not because of the last three weeks. It's because of the last three years. We assess that the actions of Hamas and its allies will serve as an inspiration the likes of which we haven't seen since ISIS launched its so-called caliphate several years ago. And you let it happen. In just the past few weeks, Multiple foreign terrorist organizations have called for attacks against Americans and the West. Al-Qaeda issued its most specific call to attack the United States in the last five years. Well, thank God you were going after those Catholics. Here's a little bit more from uh, Chris Ray, who's corrupt, who has uh, slowed down investigations or, or completely blown up investigations to Joe and Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton. Hey. What has now increased is the greater possibility of one of these foreign terrorist organizations 
directing an attack uh, in the United States. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, again, you guys have uh, you guys have brought this uh, upon us. Terrorist threats against the U.S. reach a whole new level after the Hamas attack on Israel. FBI Director Chris Ray told Congress, saying the big players in terrorism have all renewed calls to attack America and its interests. No, they never, they never, um, they never uh, abandoned them. They never did. They just moved into academia and brainwashed an entire generation of children. The reality is that the terrorism threat has been elevated through 2023, but the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack on America to a whole new level. And it's going to be your fault when it happens. It's going to be the fault of the federal government when this happens. You're going to blame the terrorists. Of course, you're going to hold them accountable. But when you, when you twist your modus operandi from going after enemies of our country and focus on your political enemies leaving your left flank wide open also known as the southern border then we got a problem and then there's the the threat to jewish communities in the united states and this is what ray said even before the hamas attack jewish victims accounted for 60 percent of religion-based hate crimes jews comprise 2.4 percent of overall u.s population actually he didn't say that i did so 60% of the religious-based hate crimes in America, Jews, 2.4% of the population, who do you suppose the other hate crimes are against? Do-do-do. Pro-life Catholics. That would be the right answer. We overcorrected after 9-11 because uh, Democrats and George Bush thought the worst of us after 9-11. Immediately assumed we were a bunch of hicks from hell who were going to go after uh, mosques and, uh, and kill them Arabs. But we never did. It was a lie. We never did. We never do. So that's it. That's where we are right here. And then we know also that George Soros Foundations doled out millions to groups behind the anti-Israel protest, which means to me that... Uh, they need to um, put out an international warrant for this guy, arrest him, and bring him in. He has caused more damage and destruction and death in our country than Hamas, than radical Islam at this point. When you put it all together, what he's done, George Soros is a criminal, and he needs to be brought up on charges. Yep. One thousand percent. The same guy whose son, George Soros the Younger, whatever the hell his name is, has been invited to the White House at least 17 times. Isn't that kind of interesting? Kind of makes you wonder who your friends are and who's your enemies. Time for a little Biden corruption update. All the crooked Bidens have always been a close family. When they make a dirty deal, the big guy gets a nice face. This is Jim Gossett. Joe must get his cut. Yeah, that's their one condition. He gets a whole check. Raking in dough to and Joe is a family tradition. Yeehaw! Folks ask him, why do you drink? And why do you do coke? If your name weren't Biden, you would be flat broke. But you're filthy rich. Your Uncle James, he's a crook too. He's always under suspicion. Crime we know to Hunter and Joe. It's a family tradition. The new house can't bend, they must end this 
family tradition. Details on another check to Joe Biden in one moment. Farmageddon could close pharmacies as protests spread. So uh, 1,500 pharmacies closing nationwide because of theft. Organizers say 900 pharmacies working for CVS and Walgreens may be on strike as they seek better working conditions. Okay, so protests that 900 people in as many as 10 cities couldn't participate. The current pharmacy protest started in uh, Kansas City, where I live. There you go. Well, you so you got supply chain, you got strike, you got closings, all of this. Don't you suppose maybe you ought to have a, uh, a plan in case there's a medical emergency? In case you need amoxicillin and it's not there. In case you need z and it's not there. In case you need hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, which was verboten from our federal government, even though very effective against a lot of things, including COVID. Well, the wellness company will take care of you. I got my kit from the wellness company. I went online and I filled out a questionnaire. They know my allergies. They know what I'm on right now. They know what I need in an emergency. And they sent me this glorious kit that I have right here in the office, and I'm going to keep it in case there is an emergency from anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like the plague. The Wellness Company Emergency Kit knows exactly what you need to have on hand. Rest assured, knowing you will have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics, all of those that will keep your family safe, but you got to go to this website. Write this down, okay? TWC dot health slash Carson TWC dot health slash Carson ordered today you're going to save 10% by using my name once again TWC dot health slash Carson James Biden wrote another check to Joe Biden $40,000 immediately cashed it yeah new records obtained by the House Oversight Committee show a complicated process of money transfers that ultimately resorted in Biden getting forty thousand dollars that originated with a Chinese company affiliated with CEFC Energy. Wonder why Joe Biden canceled the Keystone XL pipeline is is betting down with the Chinese for batteries and electric cars nobody wants? Well, I think you see it right here, don't you? Biden received a forty thousand dollar personal check from an account shared by his brother James and sister in law Sarah in September twenty seventeen. The money was marked as a ready for it loan repayment the alleged repayment was sent after funds filtered through northern international capital a chinese company that affiliated with cefc through several accounts related to hunter biden and eventually down to a personal account shared by james and sarah biden and she wrote the check it all began with a shakedown in the summer 2017 when Hunter Biden sent a message to CEFC associate demanding $10 million capital payment. As Hunter Biden extorted this associate, Hunter was claiming he was sitting with his father. And then a few weeks later, Joe Biden bought a $3 million house and he paid cash for it. I'm done. I mean, honestly, I'm just, I'm, duh. Again, if, if our mainstream media isn't covering the story, isn't at least asking questions at this point, you need to leave them behind in the dirt uh, because uh, this is just the latest. And more is coming out. More and more and more and more and more is coming out. On the way, the mess that has been created in New York City. Uh, you will not believe what's happening. Eric Adams sounded off on it yesterday, and we'll have details on the other side of the break. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record 
setting precedent. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through. It is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. I just signed up for Newsmax Plus this morning. Thank you very much. Millions watched Newsmax for the best in cable news when uh, Tucker was fired. Uh, people just said, you know, we done. We done with Fox. So now Newsmax is expanding with Newsmax Plus. It includes all the great shows, Greta Monsustrin, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Eric Bowling, and the incredible analysis from our uh, the great people we have in Victor Davis Hanson, Alan, Alan Dershowitz, uh, Carrie Lake, Mike Huckabee, Dick Morris. Nobody covers Trump like we do. Newsmax Plus is uh, fighting for you. So take a free test drive with Newsmax Plus. Just go online. you got to go online. Okay, NewsmaxPlus.com, P-L-U-S, not the plus sign, NewsmaxPlus, P-L-U-S.com. Sign up for a free trial. Just takes a minute or so. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com, get the special code. You can watch Newsmax Plus on our free app on your smartphone or on your home TV set. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. You should, too. Do it today. New York Mayor Eric Adams set, uh, is uh, yet again warning that the uh, illegal immigration is devastating. The city will hurt. As a result, did a town hall meeting, and uh, New York City is a sanctuary jurisdiction that refuses to cooperate with the Immigration and uh, Naturalization Agency. It's at a breaking point. And, uh, you know, this is just uh, idiotic. Another idiotic uh, policy created by faculty lounge idiots. And it's not a face plant, just like uh, defund the police. Here is uh, Eric Adams yesterday talking about the collapse of uh, polite society and the city. It is going to cost us this year $5 billion. In three years, $12 billion. We have a hundred and... Tell the president to stop sending illegals. Tell the president to close the border. Uh, all you're doing is hurting your residents when you allow this to continue. Okay? Uh, he's just asking for more money. These cities, and, and they're talking about like shipping people from Chicago to St. Louis. Oh, this is just what St. Louis needs. Dear God of in heaven. Have you been to St. Louis lately? But anyway, that's what they're doing. And, and he's going to want more federal money, and, they're, and more federal money is going to come in, and more of uh, Eric Adams and other de Democrat cronies are going to get paid a, a, a gigantic amounts of money to house immigrants and, and represent them and clothe them and do their laundry and all that. And in the meantime, your life in New York is going to hell in a handbasket. Six billion dollar budget but 76 billion of that is already accounted for it's like if you have a house and you budget yourself for the year you know where your food your clothing your electricity your gas and all of those things and all of a sudden your roof caves in you say wait a minute so i got it oh, kind of like what joe biden's inflation did to us that's what he means that's what he means i'm sure oh and then there's this a huge red light district is erupted in new york remember the 1970s in new york i don't i didn't i was a kid but the, it was like this you know Times Square used to be a bunch of peep shows and whatnot. Well, now all these Venezuelan migrants have been welcomed in. Well, many of the women are uh, are selling their bodies. Yeah. Eric Adams said Roosevelt Avenue in the Corona District of, uh, of Queens is filled with Venezuelan prostitutes offering sex services in an, o in a, in an open-air market. They call it the Market of Sweethearts. should be called the Market of STDs. I went out. This was brought to my attention. Uh, by local leaders want your kids. a few months ago, and I went out there, I think around about 1, 1.30 a.m. They want your kids to walk to school through this hood. And it was clear that there were uh, illegal activity uh, taking place there. And this is where 
Hunter know about this yet? Idealism collides with realism. <laughs> While we are fighting to address the issues of sex workers, sex, sex trafficking, yeah. there are elected officials well, yeah. who are fighting against us, trying to legalize sex work. Uh, they believe it How'd is... they end up in New York? Wouldn't that be like uh, sex trafficking, people over the border? Oh, yeah. It's a victimless crime. And I've had elected officials tell me that the women are just trying to work while you trying to harm them. Nope. Uh, there are real issues around illegal sex work. Mm -hmm. uh, not only of the from STDs to uh, sex trafficking to young girls getting involved uh -oh. with it, to violence. Uh, you know, so people who don't understand how serious this is. Uh, they are impeding our progress. Yeah, and by the way, those uh, girls who are many frequently underage, and boys, by the way, they're just paying off their debt for getting across the border. There you go. Welcome to Democrats America. It's time to uh, put an end to it. What do you say? All right, so coming up, going to talk about what's going on in Israel with Blaine Holt, Brigadier General, retired. Don't go anywhere. Folks, it's happening. Newsmax Plus is here. Millions watch Newsmax for the best on cable news. Now, Newsmax is expanding with Newsmax Plus. It includes all of Newsmax's shows, Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Eric Bowling, and a lot more. They're all on Newsmax Plus. And you get incredible analysis from Mike Huckabee, Dick Morris, Alan Dershowitz, Kerry Lake, and many others. No one covers President Trump like Newsmax. No one in the press asks the tough questions about Joe Biden like Newsmax. Newsmax Plus is fighting for you. So take a free test drive with Newsmax Plus. Just go online to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Sign up for a free trial. It takes just minutes. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com and get the special code and you can watch Newsmax Plus on our free app on your smartphone or on your home TV set. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. You should too. Do it today. One of the only brigadier generals I've ever, I uh, would ever consider a friend and associate. Uh, also, a uh, U.S. well, the Air Force, a combat C-17 commander, U.S. Air Force, U.S. Uh, deputy military representative to NATO, and a Newsmax contributor. He is General Blaine Holt, and he is on the Newsmax hotline. Hello, my friend. How are you today? Oh, it's great to be with you, and I'm glad and proud to call you my friend. It's great to return to your show, Rob. Hey, Blaine, or General, I should say, uh, uh, things have changed a whole hell of a lot since last we talked. Uh, you've got October the 7th, which is 9-11 for Israel, and we uh, saw what, what appears to be this, uh, this faux hospital bombing story was the trigger for what I believe are well, is a mass uh, movement, anti-Semitic movement, uh, worldwide that I believe that it was pre-planned and, and predestined. What are your thoughts on what has happened since October the 7th uh, and this uprising and then also uh, Israel's response to it? Well, it's just nothing short of stunning that the world within a 24 to 48 hour span of time absolutely eliminated the butchery and the barbarism that happened on the 7th of October. 
And to your point, was it planned, this InfoWar campaign? Oh, they've been working on this, Rob, for well over a decade. And yes, they infiltration have. of the money that's been pouring into universities around the world, not just American, and um, getting the right people into these powerful positions. We've seen it in the last two, uh, well, the Obama administration and this administration, very, very pro-Iran interests and this hapless nonsense that you might get some sort of nuclear deal by appeasing an Iran, which has now got its uh, boot on the throat of Israel. And, and so, yes, they are now harvesting what they've worked on so carefully to cultivate, which is this anti-Semitism uh, that is just it, it, it's spreading like a wildfire. And, and then you look at our own allies like Erdogan in Turkey that are fomenting this amongst the Turkic-speaking people. And it's it's nothing short of stunning, and I think it's very dangerous. I do, too. I think it's very dangerous when you hear reports like Rob Schmidt showing uh, Star of David's being painted on uh, Jewish businesses in Paris. Now, General, you've yeah. made your entire career out of uh, war, preventing war, uh, uh, defense of our country. What do you have to say? We, as a student of military history, when you see Star of David's being painted on businesses in Paris... We are returning to where we were in the 20s and the 30s in World War and the ramp up to World War II. Only, you know, this time the stakes are much more dangerous. Look at the weaponry that's available in this world today. From nuclear weapons to EMP, bio, chem, we have not learned our lesson historically, and I fear that we are about to. Um, you know, I'm looking at the preponderance of United States forces in and around Israel, and we're talking tens of thousands of uh, men and women in uniform, and yet not one statement from the Resolute Desk about what our ways, ends, and means are, what our strategy is going to be, what are we hoping to achieve, what happens if we get sucked into this, are we, is the president going to consult with Congress on the eve of potentially a regional and global war? Uh, there's no transparency from that office. And and I think that leaves Americans awfully queasy as we look to our southern border and we see a real physical threat to our own security here and 8 million people that we don't even know who they are or where they come from. You you must admit, yesterday, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas was on Capitol Hill, Christopher Ray was on Capitol Hill, and why those two jackweeds have been going after Trump supporters and white supremacy that supposedly was the, uh, was the threat. They have allowed anti-Semitism to rise around the country, and now, because of an open border precipitated by Joe Biden and the DHS, uh, now we're facing a real threat, and Chris Ray had the audacity to suddenly tell us oh yeah we're under threat there might be a terrorist attack uh what do you have to say to that after three years of allowing people to come across the border wantonly and going after their political enemies it's just it's, it's so incredibly disingenuous and it's also insulting that director ray would think we the people outside of that swamp are that stupid we 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 can see what's happened i mean Gosh, look no further than uh, Dinesh D'Souza's new movie, Police State, where they actually show the kicking in of doors at the expense of soccer moms. So, so the focus has been in the wrong direction, and now they, they get indignant when they're asked about our wide-open border, fighting-age men, fentanyl, and that we're just a breath hair away from terror attacks on our own soil. Because I do believe if Iran becomes more active and lights up those northern fronts, they're going to give us problems here, and they have the people 
on the ground here in the United States to do just that. All right, let me ask you this. What would you, what do you think they would do? Also, you're a general. You know that uh, a wholesale uh, letting in of potential enemies into your base of operations, or in this case, the United States of America, do you think this is intentional or just uh, uh, absolutely ignorant? I hate to take Americans into a place of where I suspect malevolence before incompetence, but I can't get to any other conclusion here, Rob. You, you, you have seen that the, they're, the, the, they're just picking up steam in these caravans, and these caravans are not just anybody. This is Hamas, Hezbollah, the Islamic Jihad. This is the People's Liberation Army. My good friend Michael Yan is down there in the Darien Gap just cataloging all of them coming up here, and they're openly talking about absolutely no love for the United States except for to come up here and claim their piece of it. And, and as a general and a strategist, what I would say is I always deal in terms of what's your most likely scenario, what's your most deadly scenario or dangerous. And those two come together pretty closely. They're moving close together. I worry about dirty bombs here in the United States. I worry about terrorist attacks on our cities. Um, I worry about massive disruptions to our communications, grid, infrastructure, supply chains. And, and those would be we could see those happen if you have this regional war in the Middle East start to break in certain directions, uh, and also in Europe because they have very parallel uh, problems to us on the uh, illegal immigration side. Well, 100%, and so does Canada. Canada's experiencing the exact same thing. Not only that, but also their economy is the exact same thing. They weaned, trying to wean Canada off of uh, off of uh, fossil fuels. It's the same damn thing. It's going on over the world. It's a plan. Clearly, it is a plan. Let me ask you this, because your entire middle military career, and now you and I are around the same age, so we may recall being in elementary school when our hostages were taken and uh, the Ayatollah Khomeini was allowed to uh, be, come into Iran and begin this uh, uh, this this rise of radical Islam, uh, they uh, they took our hostages. Twenty two years later, they uh, blew up our, um, our they blew up the nine eleven. You know, and then uh, twenty two years later, we're here. Uh, what do you what do you suppose with regard to Iran uh, that we need to do? My gut says it's time to do our level best to get the mullahs out of power there and help out the people to bring around some change because they've tried to put down the Green Revolution there. Obama did it successfully. What would you do with Iran? Yeah, so let's back it up. If you if you want to solve this problem without bullets and bombs flying all over the place, then maybe it's time for the State Department to start becoming active participants in this thing we call diplomacy. Maybe it's yeah. time for the Secretary of State to start um, moving around all the capitals in the Middle East and start to garner support for the United States' vital interests. We're kidding ourselves if we think that we don't have leverage in all of these capitals, including Iran. And uh, But what we're failing to exercise it, and we're failing to exercise American leadership. When that happens, we eventually find our statecraft turning into military craft, and that's where the wars come from. And Let so ask, now let's... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, if you look back to Kabul and the failure in Afghanistan, of which we gave 20 years of our lives to, if you look at Ukraine, a deterrable war, if you look at this, what you'll find as a common denominator is a national security team and a, and a, and a State Department, the diplomacy arm of our government that has been 
absent w- without leave. They're just not around. Uh, they have not. They, they, there's no strategy and there's no diplomacy, and that's when you get a more dangerous world. Uh, General, I, this is a little off topic. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, yesterday at the White House, they had a trick-or-treat. Joe Biden was shaky. His hands were shaking. He, he was uh, coughing in his hand, giving kids candy. But Tony Blinken, our Secretary of State, showed up with our... Did, I don't know if you do this. He showed up. His son was dressed. I'm not... I wish I was kidding. As Vladimir Zelensky and his granddaughter dressed in Ukrainian colors. Can you believe yeah. that? Had you heard that yet? You are the first to break that news to me. Dude, and this I, is real. This is real. <laughs> you can't. It, we really are in a place where you can't make this stuff up anymore. <laughs> Think about it, Robert. God. You and I wrote this all up in a screenplay and went to Hollywood. They would throw us out of the town saying nothing that you wrote is believable. <laughs> wow. I want to play something for you. This is Benjamin Netanyahu talking about uh, where we are right now. You, as someone who understands war, I'm going to play two sound bites for you and get a reaction. This is Bibi Netanyahu with what is going on and Israel's response to October the 7th. I want to make clear Israel's position regarding a ceasefire. Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor or after the terrorist attack of 9 11. Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7. Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war. Okay, I'd love to hear your thoughts to uh, your response to Bibi Netanyahu telling all the children throwing a temper tantrum that this is war. This is what happens. Right, right. And, you know, I, I to be very forthright and transparent, I've never been an amazing fan of Prime Minister Netanyahu, but I can tell you I agree with every single word he just said. Think about it this way. If a bunch of paragliders came over the river on the Rio Grande side, and and El Paso engaged in that kind of butchery. Do you think? Do you think? You know, if somebody said, "Let's have a ceasefire," Texas would go take care of that problem all by themselves with all their guns, and and they would just handle it. So so the idea that we would um, be critical, or what I find even more uh, alarming is that we would suggest that the IDF is going to engage in war crimes before they even commit to action. And that's what yes. we heard not 48 hours after the attacks. I know. This was locked and loaded. Let me, uh, you know what they ought to do, General General uh, uh, Blaine Holt? Uh, what we ought to do is tell the liberals, say, imagine if a bunch of terrorist paragliders armed with uh, military assault rifles uh, landed in Burning Man and started burning, uh, killing everybody. Maybe that would make a little more sense if we said it was like Burning Man, because that's what happened over in, uh, in, uh, in Israel. Uh, I want to play, this is um, a Joy Reid, okay? I know. And, and get ready to have some in- intelligence sucked away don't worry you'll recover general you're going to lose a couple iq points listening to joy reed but i want your reaction to her assessment of israel's response how does bombing a densely populated land strip filled 50 percent with children constitute self-defense how does bombing hospitals churches mosques and u.n schools constitute self-defense are you arguing that flattening the hospital and killing newborns oh, that was a lie. in their incubators and their moms in the NICU, cancer patients, someone with a broken leg, the doctors, nurses, and just the women and kids hiding in the hospital, that that's not a war crime? Because you would be wrong, according to international law. Okay, that is Joy Reid. Your response, General. Well, she's just going to 
going to make up whatever facts that she wants to make up because that's <laughs> yeah. what propagandists do. And yeah. she's just going to, you know, uh, again, let's go to her demographic statement. I didn't realize that of the two million people on the Gaza Strip, 50 percent of them are children. That must be very difficult to manage. The point is, is that Hamas is the one that is killing those innocents when they use them as shields, when they build their command and control facilities underneath the hospitals, when they take those actions, when they block uh, innocent Palestinians from trying to leave the Gaza Strip by shooting them in the backs. Um, I would love to hear uh, what Miss Reed would uh, say about that. But but she's not she's not influenced by facts. She's influenced by a narrative that, yeah. as we said at the beginning, they've been cultivating now for over de- for over a decade. Yeah, absolutely, General Blaine Hold. I do appreciate your time today. One final question: Did you have trick or treaters at the house last night? You know. I'm in a part of northern Idaho where we just, I buy all the candy, and I can't get one of them here. And that's okay. <laughs> but, but we had a well, may, maybe it's because you have that decommissioned F-16 in your yard. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. I don't know. Jennifer Bla- or General Blaine Hold, thank you, my friend. Where can people find you on social media? You can always find me at Newsmax.com, at the Irascible Disruptor for my written work, and at Restore-Liberty.org, and we would love to see you there. All right. God bless you, brother. We'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. is uh, Black Joe Lewis. I know that's politically incorrect, but that was his name, Black Joe Lewis. And uh, if you haven't heard any Black Joe Lewis from the 60s, maybe you ought to do it, because it is freaking ridiculous. It is really good. It's one of the uh, many artists that I've discovered uh, since I've been cruising around in my Bronco named Buck with the uh, awesome sound system. I've uh, been really been enjoying that. Really been enjoying that a lot. So, uh, you know what I think we need to do here? I think it's about time for a gender confusion update. Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Gender confusion. Hey, hey. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. So the uh, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, tournament uh, was happening in the uh, United States. Female martial arts artists came together to reveal that male athletes claim to be uh, transgender have completely overtaken categories of uh, jiu-jitsu, which is called the uh, Major Grappling Association, leaving them fearing for their safety. One of the men, Carissa Griffin, took home four gold medals in a women's category during a tournament on October 21st. The North American Grappling Association, which, by the way, is uh, Joe Biden's not affiliated with it. It's called NAGA. NAGA is the largest submission grappling association in the world. I know, weird. Various martial arts, including Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is just like uh, regular jiu-jitsu, but uh, had a procedure done at a salon. Uh, Anyway, it has recently become the subject of controversy after a number of female athletes were found to have been matched up against trans-identified males, and they decided they weren't going to compete anymore. The women were like, screw this, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wrestle or you know, grapple a guy. Okay, I, so many ways I could go with this, but I'm not going to. I'm, I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be good. I wanna be bad, but I'm gonna be good. After much criticism, the North American Grappling Association, NAGA, I believe Nancy Pelosi belongs to that. 
Yeah, and Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I'll bet she's a NAGA member. Anyway, has quickly changed its rules and will allow uh, uh, require male-born athletes to compete in the men's division. The change, change came on the tail of reports that uh, female-born contestants were abandoning Brazilian jiu-jitsu because they were being forced to fight against a growing number of male-born transgender women who can't compete with men and they have no shame. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I think there are a bunch of big, beefy NAGA members ought to just uh, sign up for the, uh, the, the uh, well, they got this new division for cisgendered females that excludes male-born trans athletes. I think we ought to get some uh, big dudes to take on the NAGA members. That's what I think. We will have divisions for only cisgendered females, transgendered females, which will not be entered into the, these divisions. NAGA also... <laughs> NAGA also added information covering a division options for transgendered females. So transgender females must compete in the men's division. We hope the simplicity of this revised policy will help avoid any future occurrences where transgender females enter women's divisions. If NAGA staff is informed of a transgender female is in a women's division, they'll be given the chance to go to the men's division or given a refund. So there you go. There was a, uh, a California athlete, Taylor Moore, faced a transgender appointment September the 9th. And uh, she said, I weighed in at 135. He was over 200 pounds. Grappling. Yeah. Moore's uh, video shows her opponent, James McPike, 29, who recently began going under the name Alice, seeming to throw more around the mats easily. It's a death of pride and the, a death of shame and all of that stuff. So, uh, fortunately, they're taking a, uh, a stand. Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. Is the Rob Carson Show. This, my friends, is our number three, and the phone number, if you'd like to participate, is 800 922 6680. Right? So uh, that's coming up. Did you have a nice Halloween? We had a nice little Halloween in the old Carson household. We had the wife's solo stove out there in the driveway, and uh, we had to fold away chairs. Our friends up the street came down, and he brought jalapeno poppers, which, uh, Hunter, it's not that. That's, it's completely different than the poppers you use. It, this is, this is a, a jalapeno with some cream cheese and wrapped in bacon and barbecue sauce and broiled. So it's completely different to that kind of, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, so we did that, and the kids came by and all that. And uh, I don't know if you do this. The big thing these days is called trunk or treat. And so maybe you haven't get a lot of kids in your, uh, in your neighborhood because they go to the elementary school, and they do trunk or treat. And so they go there, and people back their cars in and open the trunk, decorate the trunk, let the kids get some stuff out of the trunk. They did the same thing. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas set up the same thing at the border for the kids trick-or-treating coming across the border. It's called trunk or treat. It's a little different, though, because they lure children into the trunks to stick them across the border, and then the treat is that the child sex traffickers get them. There you go. Okay, that was a that was a humor with a point, and uh, and uh, yeah, maybe not as humorous as it could have. Been. But anyway, you know, you get the trick, you get the trick, and that's the uh, that's the treat, as it were. So anyway, I hope you had a uh, a great uh, Halloween with the family. My daughter went trick or treating. Oh, and listen to this. So you know, you know the thing uh, that happens with it happened when you were a kid, and you know, uh, if you got kids, you know, the parents you generally. At least where I'm from, uh, parents get to see what the kids got and then get first dibs. You know, maybe a little bit. That's the tax. It's called the dad tax. The dad tax happens when you take your kids to Dairy Queen and they each get a, uh, a blizzard. Uh, you get a big old bite. That's the dad tax. It's just the way it works. Uh, you know, French fries from McDonald's, dad tax. You got to take, you know, the dad tax. So my daughter, last night, she went trick-or-treating with her boyfriend. And you see, she's a teenager, and who cares? Stay with trick-or-treating. 
came home with a big old pillowcase full of candy, and she gives me this. Are you, let me read this to you. Let me read this to you. She gave me, oh, God, are you? <clears throat> she gave me a bag of real twist bites, plant-based, non-GMO, uh, licorice bites. Plant-based, non-GMO. I don't even know what a GMO is. Is it growth hormone or something like that? I could use some growth. I'm mean, just saying there might be a little. But this is the, I'm going to go, this looks like a, it's rust-colored. It looks like one of those Poland peel Twizzlers, but it's rust-colored. Mm. And it's so bad, you can't eat it. That's what I got last night. I don't know who uh, who uh, eats plant-based, non-GMO licorice bites, but uh, I just threw them across the room. So uh, thanks, but no thanks. I don't care to eat your uh, non-GMO. <laughs> what the hell gets old non-GMO it's so silly. Thank you, though. I mean, really, thank you. Thanks for the... I must have done something raising them. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Uh, okay, hey, this is pretty cool. I, I saw this. You, I think you all know how I feel about uh, about EVs. Uh, nothing against EVs. They're great if you have a little commuter car uh, that you're going to be driving back and forth to work. Fine. Whatever. Go to Whole Foods. Get your arugula uh, or a golf cart, you know, or a scooter for your kid. But they're never going to be that big a deal. There's a uh, a new video that's gone viral. <clears throat> it's a trucker. His name is Chase Barber, and he's the uh, founder of Edison Motors. He appeared in a widely circulated video showcasing his company's hybrid trucks. Now, hybrid is the way to go. Hybrid is no duh the way to go. Uh, Toyota's going that way. Uh, hybrid is when you have electric engine, gas engine, uh, electric, electric motor is powered by uh, batteries that are recharged through deceleration and braking. Did you know that? That's how you charge the battery in a hybrid. You decelerate or you brake. That's what charges it. And then when you're in like city, the, ga- the, the, uh, the uh, electric motor takes over. That's why you get higher gas mileage in the city. And so... It's a good thing to do hybrid electric. Electric is a giant, uh, how do I put this? Um, turd sandwich. Yeah, that's the word. I'm a turd sandwich. Anyway, here is uh, Chase Barber. I'm a- Actually, you know what? I'm going to have Chase Barber in. No, I'll play. I'll, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play Chase Barber first. Then I will play the new offering from Jim Gossett. Do you ever see yourself going 100% EV? No. Listen, careful. And why not? I mean, maybe. If battery technology gets better, grid infrastructure gets better. But like this truck, like a logging truck uses about... He's talking about uh, logging logging trucks. And by the way, you'll recognize his exit because it's from Canada. Two and a half megawatts of power per day. With extra capacity in the battery means you need a three megawatt battery pack. The biggest one is like a Tesla Semi, which is like a one megawatt. Like... So you need three megawatts to run an electric truck. Yeah. That would mean you would need to pack 50,000 pounds. But how many gigawatts does it need? That's a reference to uh, Back to the Future. 40, 50,000 pounds of batteries just to do a full day. And then let's say we can even get those batteries down to the same weight where it's reasonable. The grid infrastructure, we haven't invested in our electrical grid since the 1950s, 1960s, 70s. Like... Did you give me an it example? It sounds like you got the same sucky government up there we do. Well, logging trucks in BC, that's a niche industry. There's a 5,000 logging trucks that haul logs at two and a half megawatts of consumption per day. That's Listen. 12 and a half gigawatts of power. Site C Dam has been under construction for the last 
I don't know, 15 years at a cost of $20 billion, and that has a 1.1 gigawatt. So a $20 billion dam that takes 15 years to build has a 1.1 gigawatt capacity, and logging trucks, just logging trucks alone, are using 12 and a half gigawatts. You would have to flood an area of land the size of Wales to produce that hydropower. Well, like, like we need a lot to make a fully electric feasible on the North American grid with batteries and all that. Not gonna happen. But if you can make it more efficient, and you can make it a hybrid, and you can reduce your fuel consumption by 50 and yes. you can burn that as a generator where it's one RPM, running hot, burning cleaner. Well, isn't a 50-60% reduction in emissions a lot better than investing everything into a fully electric technology that's not really going to work for 90% of the applications, meaning that the other 100% are still burning 100% of the diesel? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? We have idiots in charge who want to create another Volkswagen. It's not that easy going green. This is Jim Gossett singing now. Before you know it, we'll have $10 gasoline. He's insanely talented. And stupid windmills that don't work. Not sure why he's working on my show. But I'm The right. left has gone berserk. It's not easy going green <laughs> When you have to pay through the nose for an EV Or gasoline, that's my right And 10 grand for a battery 20 grand, minimum And the piece of crap won't start <laughs> When green not, is all there is to be what will become of you and me? Compost. <laughs> we'll be living in a great depression because of going green. Yeah, tractor trailers are never going to be EVs and neither are trains or fishing boats or military boats or tanks or, uh, you know, I could go on and on and on. Anything weighing over a ton is pretty much going to be worthless as a uh, as an EV. This is uh, Diana Roth, not uh, not uh, Diana Roth. Diana Roth last night with Rob Schmidt on Newsmax. She's with the Heritage Foundation talking about why EVs totally suck. Well, about 6% of new vehicle sales are electric and Americans seem to be pretty much happy with that. But the new EPA rules and transportation department rules would require manufacturers to sell 60% of their new vehicles as EVs by 2030 and 66% by 2032. And Americans just don't want to buy that many because they're more expensive. There's cost. There's convenience. People don't want to stop for one or two hours and charge up if they're on a long road trip. There's climate. When it's very cold, the batteries lose 20 to 40 percent of their range. And then there's China. People don't want to be dependent on these electric batteries and electric components from China. So these car manufacturers, having said that in 2035, they're only going to make electric vehicles and only sell them, just have now said, well, demand is evolving. When they say evolving, they mean that they can't sell as many as they thought, so they're pausing their investment. Yeah, because nobody wants the cars. And again, I'm not, you know, if you got an electric car and it fits your needs and you're happy with it, God bless you. I do. But I'm not sure what it is about socialists and communists that the state needs to decide the way you transport yourself. Uh, Hitler uh, came up with the, uh, the, the Volkswagen. Not that it gets Volkswagen. They make good cars now, you know, and they, and they did now. They, but it was the people's car. It was the people's car. 
in 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 Russia they had these crappy little I don't even know what the hell they were they were just the worst cars you could ever imagine I've been looking up the name of these these cars I'm sure somebody will remember it but I, I saw one at the spy museum and uh, and they did they in in the Soviet Russia the government decided they would take over car manufacturing and made these crappy little cars the worst cars you could ever imagine you know, I saw Doug Demiro. Doug DeMuro is a guy who does uh, car reviews. He's just great. I love Doug DeMuro's viral uh, on YouTube. And uh, when I was selling cars, I would waste time. I mean, when I wasn't selling cars, watching Doug DeMuro. And he did one of the, the, the you know, these uh, these videos. But I don't know what it is about the, the governments of uh, totality regimes. They feel like they need to take over auto manufacturing. And this is what they're pushing us toward here. They want us to be dependent on these electric cars. And, and then they're worthless. And they're worthless. So, sorry. I mean, if you got one and you're happy with it, uh, you know, great. If you've got a uh, Ford F-150 Lightning, um, you know, and you're happy with it, great. Clearly, you're not using it to work uh, because they're worthless. So, anyway, um, Pierre Poulivier is the leader of the uh, Canadian opposition in, uh, in Canada. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and he's amazing. He did an interview with the reporter the other day. He was eating an apple. Didn't even break from eating the apple. As he's asked stupid questions. The reporter was not prepared and just made him look like a complete buffoon. Uh, well, he's, uh, he's going viral again. Uh, here he is uh, talking about the, uh, the economy in Canada. I want you to listen to this. <clears throat> because Canada... Everything that is happening in Canada is happening here. The attempt to erase history, Black Lives Matter, uh, this this uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, getting rid of uh, fossil fuels, making the country energy dependent, all of this crap. Oh, and then, by the way, the rampant government spending, the censorship of freedom of speech, and, of course, uh, rampant inflation. So this is, uh, this is uh, Pierre Polivier responding to a uh, leftist in, uh, in the Parliament. First, the leftist. Now they say it's all about the inflation. Yes, inflation is hurting, but the reality check. Take a look at the interest rates around, uh, inflation rates around the world. I'm wondering if the leader of the Conservative Party can be more honest and straightforward uh, with Canadians in regards to the reality of the situation, comparison to other areas of the world. Canada is doing well. Yeah, listen to this. Boy, does he ever need to get out of this place Woo! and talk to real people. If he thinks Canada's Yes! Dead. Yes! Holy smokes. Yes! Maybe he hasn't been to the tent cities that have formed right across this country that never existed eight years ago. Yeah. That were perfectly pristine and safe neighborhoods now overtaken by misery and pain from people who can no longer afford to pay their rent. Tenderloin district. Maybe he needs to go door to door and ask people what they're paying on their monthly mortgage payments. Maybe Manhattan. he needs to talk to the one in five households where they're skipping meals oh. because they can't afford the food. Maybe he needs to go to the bread lines that, that, that go block after block, street after street next to uh, food banks. Those kinds of bread lines we do not see outside of either the Great Depression or the Soviet Union, Mr. Speaker. If he thinks things are going well in Canada, he needs to get out and talk to the real people who are suffering from coasting. Yeah, there you go. And the same goes for Democrats like uh, Kamala Harris, who's touting the benefits of Bidenomics. Same thing going on. Same failed policies. Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. By the way, the Soviet car is called a Trabant. It's a Trabant. 
That was the car. Well, they made a lot of cars. They were absolutely crap. I mean, the the Soviet Union. Uh, well, this is what happens when the government gets involved in making stuff, and uh, when the government, uh, you know, spends billions and billions of dollars on cars that nobody wants, and uh, those cars are EVs. Again, hybrid is the way to go. You want to save money? Get a hybrid. All right, you want to get a plug-in hybrid? That's cool, too. I'm just going to give you a little tutorial. This is one of the uh, the things that I learned uh, having to sell cars. Plug-in hybrid is when you plug in the car when you get home. It has a gas engine and an electric motor. The battery is large enough that it can propel the car around 40 miles just with electric power. <clears throat> so if you've got a 30-mile commute, you drive to work, you plug it in there, you'll never use any gas. You can drive it home the same way. And so they're rated like, like a Prius plug-in is 169 miles per gallon. That's still a better investment than an EV because an EV uses, it would take nine plug-in hybrids to equal one EV as far as precious metals and all these uh, rare earth minerals, and it would take 40 hybrids to equal one EV. That's why EVs are such a giant uh, piece of garbage. Piece of garbage. Hey, did you know that Elon Musk talked to uh, uh, Joe Rogan? I, I love the fact that the spoken word is still so powerful. I really, really do. And, and Joe Rogan, uh, I think he's an interesting cat. Um, but anyway, I won't tell you what I think about Joe but Rogan. I think he's doing a great job. He's, he's, there's a reason why he's a number one podcast. He's a listener. He's, a, he's a good, good at questions. Sometimes he arrives a little bit late on Common Sense. But here is uh, Joe Rogan talking to Elon Musk about what Twitter used to be. Something that I've said it has been for a long time. What was that like? Is that to me that was the most bizarre was the Twitter files when you let Schellenberger yeah. and Matt Taibbi and all those guys get in the Twitter and the, the response where Matt Taibbi gets audited. I mean, which is just wild. I mean, the IRS went to his home on Christmas. It's just so blatant, yeah. and so in your face. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. No, I, I mean. The re- yeah, the, the degree to which, and, and by, by the way, Jack didn't really know know this, but the degree to which Twitter was simply uh, Jack Dorsey, who uh, jumped the ship from Twitter when when Musk bought it, an arm of the government was not well understood by the public, and uh, it it was there was no it was whatever the official government. I mean, it was like Pravda, basically. Um, you know, it's a state publication. Is the yeah. way you think of old Twitter. It's a yeah. state publication. Exactly. And then so is ABC, CBS, NBC, particularly 60 Minutes Lately. Might as well be a state publication. This is what Elon Musk says about George Soros, and it's absolutely brilliant. I love listening to this guy talk. You know, it, he, he is, I believe, the top contributor to the Democratic Party. Um, the second one was uh, Sam Bakker-Free. Bakker-Free, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, look who's given the money to the Democrats. And, and Soros? Scumbags of the know, universe. I mean, he had a very difficult upbringing, um, and uh, he's like Magneto from the X Men. I, in my opinion, he fundamentally hates humanity. Oh yeah, that's my opinion. Really? Yeah. I mean, fundamentally, well, he's hates. doing things that erode the fabric of civilization. Yeah. You know, uh, getting DAs elected who refuse to prosecute crime. Yeah. That's part of the problem in San Francisco, and LA, and much other cities. So yeah. why would you do that? Because he's evil. Was it humanity, or is it just the United States as a whole? Listen to this. I mean, is I mean he's he pushing things in other countries, too. He's not doing just the here. same thing? Yeah. Now, George, at this point, is pretty old. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, he's basically a bit senile at this point. But, I mean, he, he, he and he's, he, he's, a, he's very smart, um, and he's very good at arbitrage. 
you know, famously, he uh, shorted the British pound. That's sort of how I, uh, I think he made his financial war games. Of money. Yeah, financial war pound. Um, so he's, he's good at spotting, uh, basically, arbitrage, like spotting value for money that other people don't see. Aha. Uh-huh. So uh, one of the things he noticed was that in it, it, that that the value for money in local races oh. is much higher than it is in national races. Oh yeah. So the lowest value for money is a presidential race. Really. Then next lowest value for money is a senate race, then a congress, and then but once you get oh, don't forget DAs to sort of city and state district attorneys, um, the value for money is extremely good, and. Uh, Soros realized that you don't actually need to change the laws. You just need to change how they're enforced. There you go. And that's what's happening in our country. That's why we have a uh, dual system of justice for conservatives versus liberals. That's why uh, Joe Biden's investigations by the IRS have been, and the, and the DOJ and the FBI have been held up by people in those agencies while four indictments pop up at the same time for Donald Trump. They're trying to gag order him. They're trying to put him in jail. Do you get it now? Good job, Elon. All right, so much more coming up, including a bizarre moment. A trans woman uh, gets mad at the staff for calling her sir, and the Internet goes wild. Stick around. I got to tell you, if I lived in New York City, I would be really, really, really angry at this point. Because your leadership in your state, uh, your previous mayor, the current mayor, they're the ones who celebrated this uh, open border and sanctuary city. And it is uh, sick what's happening there. And now <laughs> in New York City, there's new a red light district, a, a red light district on Roosevelt Avenue in Corona and Queens. I, I haven't been there myself, but apparently many of the migrants are Venezuelan. And, uh, and they have come here, and the only thing they can do is uh, uh, be a part of these open-air sex market <clears throat> called the Market of Sweethearts. None of these women are doing this because they want to do it. None of these women are doing it because they want to do it. They're doing it because they have to. And i got to tell you, I'm just so sickened by this. Sickened by this, this southern border that has allowed 85,000 children to be trafficked across the border and not monitored. It's evil. It's just evil. And your mayor, who you may think is a, he's a good guy, Eric Adams, he's not very smart, but he's a good guy. You know what? He's a dupe. He's a fool. Oh, he used to be a cop. Well, who cares? You know, there are a lot of people who used to be in professions we admire who still are really bad at what they do. So uh, I just have no uh, pity for this man. He went down to the Northern Triangle. He's going to tell, don't come to New York. Don't go to New York. You know what it did? It did nothing. Why didn't he go to Washington, D.C.? Why did he, the last time that, uh, that, that, that uh, Joe Biden was in New York, he literally blew off as, as Eric Adams was begging for federal money. Begging. I mean, embarrassingly begging And Joe Biden blew him off, completely blew him off. And so now you in New York, Eric Adams' solution isn't, hey, get in touch with Joe Biden, shut down the border. It's send us more federal money so uh, we can screw our own residents over even more and make New York even less livable. 
It's, it's really remarkable. The market of sweethearts. I mean, honestly. <laughs> honestly. It's just thoroughly disgusting. Fifth Third Bank shutters 19 branches. I used to have a Fifth Third account when I lived in Cincinnati. Citizens Bank closes seven more. PNC axes three this week. Is your local bank on a chopping block? Who knows? Uh, P, you know, Fifth Third is located in Cincinnati or, or headquartered. Uh, eight of those branches were in Ohio, Michigan, Kentucky. There's a bunch of branches for PNC. My Commerce just closed down the street from. There's not even an ATM there anymore. What are you going to do when the banks collapse? What are you going to do when the government tries to centralize into one or two banks, which they're doing quite successfully, and they want to digitize the currency? What are you going to do when you can't get your money? Well, you're going to wish you had some gold and silver on hand. You, you're going to wish you had some precious metals on hand. And then forever I've been like, ah, you know, you don't need that. You don't. Oh, no, you do. You need to diversify. You need to be ready for anything. That's why I trust Swiss America. It's not a fly-by-night operation. The same man's been running the thing for 30 years. It's got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And if you're thinking about moving some of your assets into precious metals, I believe you can trust Swiss America. So grab a pen real quick. You owe it to yourself for write down, to write down this number. Here it is. 800-289-2646. All right? 800-289-2646. What does that do for you? Well, you're going to get the secret war on cash. It's a wonderful report. It's a bound report that can give you an idea what the government's doing, what the world's doing, and what you need to do. So if you mention my name, Carson, they're going to give it to you free, and you can investigate. You can learn. That's the most important thing. You've got to learn first, then you make the decision, and Swiss America is going to take care of you. 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. Or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates may apply. Swiss America is awesome. Um, Bizarre moment, a trans woman secretly recorded staff calling her Sir with uh, social media users actually slamming her for an egocentric power trip. So this snotty uh, lib, it's you know, a lib, it's a lib, uh, decides to go into vis- different restaurants to see how people react to a dude dressed up like a woman with a dude voice. Because that's what it is. Sorry, hate to offend you, but it's uh, somebody who's born a dude, decides to maybe take some hormones. I doubt it, because if you see this person, you're like, Nah, just pretty much let the hair grow out, put some makeup on, and put a dress on. But it's decided to, and this is kind of interesting, because when you, when you transi- transition from being a, a man into a woman, generally, uh, you aren't a D-word for Richard anymore. And this person is, decided to continue to be a D-word. So listen to this person with this video going viral, thought that she would uh, portray her, him or her, her self as a victim, ended up looking like a rectum. It looks like uh, he's having a uh, nice feast. She, all she, she, her. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It's all good. But it was not all good. Yeah, it sounds like a girl. Hi. I use she, her pronouns. I'm not sir. Oh, sir. Yeah, like, it, it, it's like a knife. In you the need a voiceectomy. Heart. I also I did specifically ask ahead of time. It's like a knife in the heart as you're waiting for your... Uh, poo-poo platter to come from the kitchen. Not to be called sir. Yeah, I'm just going to go. Yeah, why don't you go? Because I really don't like your snotty attitude. 
Oh, sliding out of chair. Just sliding out of your chair. Don't worry. It's nothing weird. Okay. Yeah. The sweet water starts at... Okay. Not, I mean, not, I, I'm so sorry. I apologize. It's always like a knife. It always hurts. Every single It always hurts that these people don't recognize me as a woman. All time. I was wondering if there's a manager I could talk to about something that happened. Yeah, yeah I, I was called sir. Oh, okay. It just really sucks every time it happens. Yeah, you might want to change your voice. That might help. I don't need to be called ma'am. I just need to not be called sir. Oh, well, pardon me. Go ahead and restrict my freedom of speech. No. Thank you. Did you call me sir? I, I just want to tell you that the person who gave me this called me sir. Called me sir. Yeah, that's too bad because you're, uh, you're, you're uh, obviously used to be a dude and now you're dressed up like a woman and you're, you know, sure. Whatever. Well, apparently people are getting a little bit nuts, uh, done with this stuff. This uh, video has drawn about 5 million views, and uh, she wrote, use gender-neutral language. How about this? Hey, it. Hi, it. Would you, like some, uh, would you like some water? It. Do you want an alcoholic beverage? Would you like to see a wine list? It. Would that help? Would that be better? Would it be better if you just called you it? She's been slammed for what many perceived as an egocentric power trip, which is kind of what this entire movement is, by the way. Uh, the user, I won't say the name, reposted the video on X, formerly known as Twitter. They transitioned. Uh, when you demand that everyone not use their eyes, ears, and brains, and you ask for a manager when they don't, I wonder how many times someone spits in your food, somebody joked. These videos are set up anyway, either stage or this guy constantly films himself, herself, whatever, uh, hoping it happens everywhere. Well, of course it is, because it's about getting attention. It's about social contagion. It's about somebody who is otherwise not terribly special, likable, socially accepted or otherwise, suddenly deciding to change gender because of a social contagion. That's what's going on. I'm not saying everybody's that way. There are some who legit feel like they're the opposite gender whatever and if you're polite i might consider using the gender that you want but don't force me to do it don't for don't force me to do it ron DeSantis decided he was going to go after uh, donald trump and you know uh, i think ron DeSantis is doing a great job as the uh, as the uh, uh, governor of florida i really really do but apparently uh, uh, uh donald trump made a, a minor slip when he was doing a speech are you are you ready for this uh, on Sunday, Joe, uh, Donald Trump wished a big hello to everybody in Sioux Falls. Uh, there was a problem with it, and he corrected it, but I want you to listen to it. And a very big hello to a place where we've done very well, Sioux Falls. Thank you very much, Sioux Falls. And thank you. He's got a handler saying, no, 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 you're not, you're not there. So Sioux City, let me ask you. Okay, so anyway, he, he said Sioux Falls, but he was in Sioux City. And, and Ron DeSantis uh, launched a, a Trump accident tracker, which showcased some of Trump's gaffes. Um, this wasn't a gaffe. Uh, 22 years ago, my mom moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And ever since then, to go see her, I'll either fly into Sioux Falls or drive up I-29 uh, on the west coast of Iowa, between Iowa and Nebraska, uh, to go to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And you have to drive through Sioux City. And I constantly call Sioux City, Sioux Falls, and Sioux Falls, Sioux City. So not exactly a big uh, gotcha moment by Ron DeSantis. Uh, I mean, it's kind of actually, it's, it's kind of lame. I mean, it's it's really lame, and I don't know if I don't think Ron came up with this. I'm not sure, but Trump gaff, really? I mean, is that gonna? 
he gets 85,000 people showing up to see him in towns that have 3,500 people. And you think anybody's going to go, oh, son of a gun, he called Sioux Falls, Sioux City. Well, I'm not going to vote for him anymore. <laughs> Come on, man. Um this on the on the on the on the uh, <coughs> DeSantis webpage it says here uh, Donald Trump to, forgot to say where what state he was in yesterday, prompting a hander, handler to inform him that he was in Iowa. The DeSantis War Room uh, account uh, posted it on X, the site formerly known as Twitter. It says, "Who does that remind you of?" I, I presume they're uh, uh, saying that Donald Trump calling Sioux City, Sioux Falls, or vice versa, which I do all the time, and everybody who spends any time on the I-29 corridor between Sioux Falls and Sioux City does all the time. Does that compare to this? Too late to the world. For Muslim, for we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Al-Jub- and 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 Joan, Shangang, Shanga, Shamalama Ding Dong. Koala. Shwa- koala. Transgender Americans. Transgender Americans. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great it. to have you. It's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day. That's when he walked here. off the stage uh, we'll because reaction. he didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> he really is. It is, uh, it is just kind of remarkable, isn't it? Just kind of remarkable. Not exactly, uh, I think, a great campaign strategy because nobody thinks that Donald Trump is as affirmed as Joe Biden, unless, you know, you consider Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, and MSNBC. But they're all a bunch of dupes. Uh, McDonald's Chipotle hiking menu prices in California because they raised the minimum wage in California for working uh, fast food to $20 an hour. For those of you who own small businesses, maybe you got a mom and pop ice cream place, or you know, maybe even a, maybe even like a convenience store, or something like that. How are you going to do twenty dollars an hour? How are you going to do that? So, beginning in April, California estimated five hundred thousand fast food workers will be paid twenty bucks an hour, up from sixteen twenty one. Remember, just a few years ago, it was ten ten. Everybody wanted to get it to ten ten, and then the leftists got hold, and then uh, and then COVID happened. So basically, uh, you're going to end up paying a whole hell of a lot. Now, I went to Chipotle. Mm, about a week ago i go maybe every few months and i got a burrito and uh the burrito and a medium coke i think cost me all together 15 bucks <laughs> 15 bucks for and they're not stuffing them like they used to they're not chibola used to be as big as your forearm and now it's you know not i mean it's still more than you need to eat honestly <laughs> But it is it's crazy. It is crazy. And 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 because of these uh these uh prices going up on fast food, which is a, a job that very few people have unless you own the restaurant, manage the restaurant as an adult. It's always where you start. And honestly, or you you go there to make some extra money. But uh but they made this minimum wage thing into uh, you know adults make minimum wage. And sorry, if you're still if you're forty five still make a minimum wage. That's your problem, it's not my problem. Uh, and, and even so, I could go to Walmart and make $17 an hour right now. Maybe even $18 an hour. But they've really bleeped things up and that they've caused prices to go through the ceiling. For instance, there is uh, one uh, reported uh, in, uh, in Connecticut, there's a McDonald's there charging for a Big Mac meal. Are you ready for this? Big Mac, large fry, large beverage, right? 18 bucks. 18 bucks for a Big Mac and fries. And if you take your kid to Mickey D's lately... You're going to spend family of four, 50 bucks. Family of four. So fewer Americans earning $45,000 or less have been freaking McDonald's in the past quarter because, you know, when you can't afford groceries, you can't justify 
50 bucks for a family of four for McDonald's. Way to go, California. IA. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. So the price of everything is out of, uh, out of reach of a lot of people. I was talking to my wife yesterday, and um, I always pack her lunch every day. I know, I know, I know, make her call, you know, whatever. Anyway, I pack her lunch every day, and uh, I've been making her... <laughs> I've been making her ham sandwiches, right? So ham, you know, little bell pepper, lettuce, cucumber, tomato, you know, mayo, hummus. Well, you make a hell of a sandwich. And she goes, uh, I don't like ham. Give me turkey. I said, honey, turkey is stupid expensive now. I mean, I used to $7, $7.98 for a, a thing of turkey, a couple pounds of turkey at, uh, Wall, at Sam's Club. That went to like 15, 12 bucks, 12, 13 bucks. But the ham, they're still in selling at eight. The ham was up from five to eight, but I can do the ham. And I've been, you know, recently, not too long ago, pretty damn poor. And so she's like, we can afford turkey. Get the turkey. And you know what? I still can't. It's very hard for me. When I go to Walmart, I look for the yellow stickers. I look for the stuff that's been marked down. I still, I always will. I always will. And if you're in that boat right now, I am so sorry that you have to go through it. Hopefully, help is on the way. Hopefully help is on the way. I want to wrap with some good news here. Uh, teenage uh, kid in foster care received a great present last week. He was adopted before he could be uh, he could uh, uh, age out of the system. His name is Roman Namaya Balatatsits, I say in his name, was adopted by uh, Renee and Brad in Jacksonville just hours before his 18th birthday, saving him from a life without a family. Here's the story. An extra special birthday present for a young man in Clay County just hours before he turns 18. Today, he was adopted by his foster parents. And we were there with him and his forever family in Green Cove Springs this afternoon when it became official. This is beautiful. Sheer joy inside the Clay County Historic Courthouse Tuesday afternoon as Roman Nehemiah officially became a Balisadis. The judge holding a virtual court hearing. <laughs> I was so wet and bad, my heart would beat in and get very happy. That mean I got someone who to go to. Yeah. Yeah, I need someone to talk to. I got people to go to. Listen to that. I want to play this again. As Roman Nehemiah officially became a balisadist, the judge holding a virtual court hearing. <laughs> I was so wet and bad, my heart would beat in and get very happy. That mean I got someone who to go to. Yeah. Yeah, I need someone to talk to. I got people to go to now. Today was a race to the finish line um, for Roman. He A day before he turns 18, and once he turns 18, um, there's no adoption through the, through the state as a minor. So a lot of people worked really hard at the end to get it all done um, in the nick of time. This is a beautiful thing. I'm a major uh, advocate for fostering and adoption. I was adopted. And uh, each year, 20,000 kids age out of foster care without a family to guide them or place to call home. These young adults face a future of dangers, including increasing the chances of homelessness, unemployment, substance abuse, criminal activity, and more. <sighs> Sorry, that kid's uh, voice got to me. He waited a long time to get to where he was. Um, if you can uh, foster or adopt a kid, if you're in that position, I hope you might consider doing it. Because can you imagine being 18 and then never 
family to go to for Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. Can you imagine that? Can you see how tough that is for a young person to go through? And and if you can help, will you do that? I, I, I work with a bunch of agencies, and um, <clears throat> I'm going to do more on this on the show. I'm going to do more on this because I haven't done enough, and I feel like I need to. It, there is a giant need for it, and I hope that maybe that, that, uh, that story will at least put the seed in your brain. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Well, I think today was a pretty gosh darn good show. It was uh, entertaining, informative. There was lots of comedy on there. We had a great guest. And if you'd like to listen to the podcast, it'll be up shortly. Just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That's Newsmax.com slash listen. God bless you. America, Israel, until tomorrow. Don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then, guys.